The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, Mike Johnson joins us. Good morning. Twitter and tariffs this week affected the markets in a big way. <laughs> yeah, they did. They sure did. It was, it. I mean, the market for the week was down about two percent, a little, little over two percent for the week. But my goodness, what a whiplash two percent that was! Yeah, because you had on Monday, you know, that I guess Trump tweeted it out on the on the, about the tariffs on Sunday, I believe it was it's either late Saturday night or Sunday, and then Monday, you know, like okay, here we go, and then yeah. it dropped, and then it came back, closed kind of flat. I mean, it was just you had these big swings in the market all week, right? Um, and then yesterday. When the tariffs actually kicked in, you know, the increase from 10% to 25%, um, you had a initial drop, and then later on in the afternoon, it ended up closing positive Yeah, yesterday. I mean, so it was just all over the place. It was Pink, all over the map. The market didn't know what to make of the tweets, or, you know, it, it, the, the market didn't know what to do. Um, and anytime you have that, and you, you, you combine that with automated trading you know this high frequency stuff and you know, it, it just adds to volatility right which it did it did it did um but i mean you know it, <laughs> there's volatility and there's volatility yeah. you know uh, this kind of volatility compared to december volatility you know this is you know kind of a walk in the park yeah. so to speak um but you know like we tell our clients, um, the main thing when we're when we're putting together the portfolio, you know, the main thing is the income stream that we're trying to generate. That's that's the backbone of the portfolio, and that's not changing with the ups and downs of the market. Right, the income's not. And then when we get this, you know, volatility, sometimes we're able to you know buy things. Um, mm -hmm. Now we weren't jumping in you know with both feet this week because i mean this yeah. is this is really the first bout of volatility that we've had this and year. jim kramer said wait till next week wait till next yeah. week is that what he said yeah. 
What's, what, 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 what's he saying is going to happen he next week? He just said, let the dust settle this week. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and, you, you never know. Um, but we're always we're always a little more cautious when we're, you know, buying things in, in volatile times, you know, we want to make sure we're buying with a, you know, a correct margin of safety, you know, looking for, for deals out there. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully for price appreciation in the future. I mean, that's, that's a given. We want that. But if you can buy something today that has a three and a half percent yield, but next week you could buy it for a four and a half percent yield yeah. or a 4% yield, We'd rather take the four percent year. Sure. So absolutely. All right, let's talk about tariffs. They force U.S. businesses to recalibrate. It's interesting. You dig down into it. It they're not all affected the same way. That's right. And um, on Squawk Box yesterday morning, it is. yeah, Squawk Box yesterday morning, they had the CEO of Snap On. Uh, which they're they're an industrial company. It's not something that we own in the portfolio, but uh, they are an industrial. And um, he was talking, and they're asking him about the tariffs and how that affects his business. And you know, he was quoting uh, like uh, NAM, which is the National Association of Manufacturers. Um, they're actually, you know, broadly. Um, in favor of the tariffs, you know, but and they're in the manufacturing industry right um you know because they see what the the ultimate goal is you know to get through this but one thing he said that was interesting he said the longer a tariff stays in place as long as you're not escalating the tariff let's say it's a you're going from 10 percent to 25 percent or let's say it would just stayed at the 10 percent tariff he said the resiliency of these companies they're able to change their supply chain uh, they're right. able to make these adjustments uh, that mitigates what that tariff does uh, from a, right, from, yeah. from from their bottom line yep. standpoint. Um, the resiliency of companies is amazing. Yeah. So what is your report? So some of the sectors uh, that it'll affect, um, the automotive uh, is, is uh, one area that'll affect. Um, and this is a, it was actually posted this morning on the Wall Street Journal um, and it, it kind of gives a little per, more perspective on w what the effect will be. Um, so it, with uh, cars, the tariff increase will cover a range of auto parts imports from spark plugs to exhaust pipes, and it could go through the supply chain. Um, an increase to 25% could push up makers' costs for cars assembled in the U.S. Uh, let's see... Somebody has to eat the 25%. So either it gets passed along to the supply chain and reduces the margins, or it's passed on to the consumer, mm -hmm. uh, which is more than likely what will end up happening. You know, they're going to, if you're buying a car, you're going to pay a little more for it. And they give an estimate here if a 25% tariff were levied on all automotive imports, the average price of a vehicle sold in the U.S. would increase by $4,400. Uh, right. the, the price of an imported uh, vehicle could rise by as much as $6,800. Yeah. Um, and w we have a, a car company in our portfolio. Uh, now, they're not a U.S. car company, um, but they can use this to their advantage. Let's say they raise the price by what this is saying, $4,400. Yeah. And then the tariff goes away. 
price of that car is probably not going to drop by $4,400 right. after that tariff goes away. You know, they might right. knock it down 2000 or you know give some kind of a, a break there, but they can use this to their advantage sure. in the long run. Uh, manufacturers, um, executives at U.S. manufacturers said they respond to any change in the tariffs by sourcing from other countries and by raising prices. Um, again, so you can buy from another country other than China and you don't have a tariff. Exactly. Um, farmers. Now, this is an area that, and Trump addressed this, um, uh, the, the, the agricultural uh, sector, they are affected. They were the most affected when the tariffs were in place before. You know, they're, they're the ones that are going to get hit. Um, but he said that uh, uh, the federal government would make bigger purchases from U.S. farmers and send the, the, the food that's generated to aid poor countries yeah. um now he, he's doing that for political reasons sure um and it's you know it's kind of like putting it putting a, a business on welfare by doing that yeah. i mean the uh, ag companies will be affected by tariffs i think they're one yeah. of the the biggest hit sectors um semiconductors um this is interesting um their products are already subject to a 25 percent tariff so they're not really. Yeah, it's not going to make any difference. What happened yesterday is not making any other. It, unless they increase that. Unless they increase it, uh, which that's something he's talked about, you know, increasing basically all Chinese goods, increasing the tariff to 25%. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's where you're getting into, you know, a different story. If that happens, you know, it, it could steamroll into other areas. Right. Um, 5G wireless networks, um, bicycles. Um, you know, the, now it, bicycles is interesting. I, I hadn't thought of the bicycle segment as a segment, um, but bikes, uh, sales have dropped by about 15%, uh, versus a year earlier. Uh, but part of that's explained by like Toys R Us, you know, yeah. filing for bankruptcy. Right. Um, so, you know, they've not been able to sell as much. Um, so the list goes on solar equipment, um, apparel and footwear and then another one that uh, will affect most people uh retailers yeah but they're actually a little more resilient you know walmart uh, for example um they're working with suppliers and manufacturers to reduce production cost uh, but the shelf prices are likely to rise on a host of common products uh you know everyday products that you buy um but you look at like Walmart and Costco, they get a lot of their revenue from groceries. Mm -hmm. um, that's not going to be affected. Right. Um, and so the tariffs, no question about it, ifs, ands, or buts, tariffs are a tax mm -hmm. on the consumer right. when, you, when it really comes down to it. You know, right. Prices will be affected. But when you're looking at, looking at it from an investment standpoint, you know, saying, okay, should I invest in this company? Well, how's the company reacting to the yeah. tariff? Because they can mitigate the impact on their business. Um, right. So it, it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, the, the one thing, of all the times that we should be standing firm 
and doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. I think now's a pretty darn good time to be doing it. You right. want to do it when the economy is strong. That's right. Uh, unemployment's low. Wages are strong. Um, I mean, this GDP numbers are good. Mm-hmm. You have, you've had the tax uh, reform last year. Uh, this is when you need to be doing it right. uh, from a position of strength. That's right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's with Mike Johnson. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Real stories. Iran. China. Mueller should testify. Attorney General Barr. Border security. Happening in real time. Information that is fact. This is real life. Real people. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. This is fascinating. It's Jeopardy star. Talk a little bit about this. This guy is really doing well. So James, I uh, believe I'm getting his last name right, Holzhauer. Um, and he's, uh, he's won about a million dollars on Jeopardy in 15 games. Um, now he's... How many games are, are you allowed to be on there? Until you lose. Really? Yep. Yep, so he can keep going until he loses. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, now, Jeopardy, they, they love this because it's, it's – it's, I mean, they're, they're paying out a lot of money, but it's great for ratings. Yeah. Um, now, he – this guy, he's actually a professional gambler. Um, right. And, and so, I mean, it's, he's, it's an interesting take the way he does it. Um, but he – his whole approach – is he bets big, um, and so like they give one example. Uh, so w- whenever they do the daily double, you know you can. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know all the rules of it, but you can wager basically everything. Bet. You know, double down kind of deal. But uh, he went from basically twelve thousand dollars, and then he went to twenty five thousand, and then to sixty thousand. Yeah. So I mean, it was just boom, boom, boom. You know, so he's making big bets. 
And so he's real aggressive. Um, Yahoo Finance, um, which, you know, when you're reading the stories on Yahoo Finance, you know, if it's a, a, an opinion piece, take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. this one actually really caught my attention because it, it was neat the way they drew the parallel. Um, in a recent uh, interview, he discussed his aggressive strategy and the parallels that it drew to personal finance is pretty amazing. Um, he said, the funny thing is my strategy actually minimizes the risk of me losing the game. Mm-hmm. That's a darn good point if you think about that. What's everybody else do? So you say you've won $10,000. That's your balance on Jeopardy. And then you get a daily double. You're gonna, you might do $2,000. Yeah. Because what you're doing, you're hedging your bets. You're like, well, I may or may not get this. I don't want to go all the way, you know. He's – Steamroll. He 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 knows what he knows. So yeah. he he goes on to say he's not taking an uneducated uh, bet, so to speak. He knows the. He areas. must be brilliant though that he can answer all these questions. He's very smart, and he and he, he so it's a combination. He's aggressive and he's darn smart. Yeah. You know, he knows what he knows, and he's willing to wager on those things. Um, but avoiding risk in jeopardy means nothing wagered, nothing earned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same's true for an investment portfolio. Uh, investing in stocks versus cash might be more risky on a day-to-day basis in terms of volatility, but not investing in stocks invites the the high risk of damage from inflation right. uh, and not to mention falling short of funds when it comes to retirement. Yeah. <clears throat> it's... It, it's this, the, you can see the parallels here. You, if he isn't wagering what he's doing like he is, then more than likely he's going to lose because somebody else will get lucky or something and they're going to beat him. Same thing with investing. A lot of millennials um, that are saving money, they're kind of hoarding cash mm-hmm. because you know they they you know, they. We're coming into the workforce during the, the financial crisis. They've seen what can happen in terms of volatility in the market. Right. So they're scared. They're nervous about it. And so they're just piling all their savings into cash. Well, the problem is it's not going to earn anything. That's right. right. It, it, it goes through a few uh, examples. Um, they do uh, – it's just a future value of money projection. Uh, so it uses four different hypothetical examples. Um, they call this person Noah, Nervous Noah. He saves $200 a month from age 25 to 65 in cash, uh, earning 2% a year. Uh, the other four, you got Quitter Quincy. Uh, he invests the same $200 a month from age 25 to 35. Lila which invests 200 a month from age 35 to 65. And then you have Consistent Chloe. Consistent Chloe Chloe invests the same amount, uh, $200 a month, but the same amount of time as the first guy, Noah, from 25 to 65. Mm-hmm. The last three are all, for their projection, are earning 6% a year right. uh, over this time frame. So who do you think wins? Obviously, consistent Chloe, because mm-hmm. she's saving $200 a month from age 25 to 65, earning 6% a year. Uh, that would equate to about $393,000. The first guy, Noah, who's just putting it in cash, 
over that same period would have one hundred and forty seven thousand dollars. It's because of the compounding of higher uh, earnings earnings on on the investments. Right. So nervous Noah, he had the, quote, safest portfolio because he's cash. It's not going to it's not going up, going down. It's just there. So his is the safest consistent. Chloe, hers is the riskiest, riskiest one, so to speak. But she's now has less risk going into retirement because she's been able to save dollar cost averaging. Also, exactly. So you you can't just say, okay, I'm going to put everything in the riskiest thing out there and just you know see what happens because you know I'll make more money. Not necessarily. You have to have. An, uh, an investment approach that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. that you can stick with and consistently do it. Um, and that's, that's where we're able to help, uh, our clients, you know, you, you, we're not just putting it in something blindly and hoping that the market goes up. We're putting it in something and explaining to the clients so that they're comfortable with the approach and they stick to it. Uh, yeah. that, that's a biggie. Um, but, um, especially with uh millennials you know that are just getting started on the savings um it's so important to have your money working for you yeah because you have especially early on 30 years plus for this money to grow right um you need to have have that earning something for you Uh, uh now you do need to have some cash too. You need to have your emergency fund and all that, but you need to have a lot of it invested in something that's going to actually pay off for you in the long run. Cause cash is not going to do it. This isn't even taking into account inflation that yeah. those numbers that I was throwing out, you throw in inflation on there and it's even, it's an uglier picture. Yeah. Right. So the jeopardy guy gives us some ideas on how to invest. I love it. Yeah, and as a sports gambler, he has to look at how he's investing all the time. So stay with us. We'll have another half hour with Mike Johnson. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Are your credit card bills keeping you up at night? Interest rates in the double digits? Let's not let that keep going. You don't need to lose sleep, okay? Leland here. Be smart. Pay off your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Get a fixed rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay. You could save thousands in interest. Get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are no fees. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Plus, Lightstream is a division of SunTrust Bank, one of the nation's largest financial institutions, so you can have complete peace of mind. The application is all online. It's easy peasy. Want to save even more? My listeners get an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Conway, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Conway. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Conway for more information. Are you looking for fun and exciting gaming action in Kentucky? Well, look no further than Red Mile Gaming and Racing. Come play one of our 900 games. And new members who sign up for a Winner's Circle card will qualify for a special rebate offer up to $200. Guaranteed. That means everyone who signs up at Red Mile Gaming and Racing walks away a winner. Red Mile Gaming and Racing. Red Hot Excitement. 
Visit Player Services or RedMileKY.com for details. Rudy Giuliani calling off his trip to the Ukraine. The personal attorney for President Trump said he was heading to the Eastern European country to investigate whether Democratic presidential candidate frontrunner Joe Biden did any wrongdoing. ABC's Lana Zach has more. Giuliani's attempts to encourage a foreign government to investigate a political opponent met with backlash in the U.S. The Trump campaign distancing themselves, saying they're not affiliated with these probes. No word on when the U.S. and China will resume trade talks. That after both sides failed to come up with a deal Friday to keep tariffs from kicking in. The U.S. raising the stakes with a 25 percent hike on nearly all Chinese products coming into the U.S. China vowing to retaliate. The Cuban government announcing Friday that it's launching widespread rationing of chicken eggs and rice and beans and other staples in the face of a grave economic crisis, the shortage, they say, due to U.S. embargoes and Venezuela's embattled government. Michelle Franz and ABC News. Mostly cloudy skies across the area on our Saturday as the day wears on. A scattered shower or two will begin to increase and then rain becomes likely later tonight and into your Mother's Day. High today into the mid and upper 60s, 60 to 65 on Mother's Day. So it's a cool day for the moms out there. End of the day on Monday, watch for an isolated shower in 60. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors? All on your schedule. One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Hey, like us on Facebook. Take a look at our website. That's DupreeFinancial.com. We'll be posting educational articles and other interesting information. Want to invest with confidence? Take a look. For Blackstone, insurance is the next big push on the route to $1 trillion in assets. This is a company we own some of. 
and uh, we like to follow what they're doing. Blackstone symbol is BX. We own it in the in most people's portfolios. It's an amazing company. Um, so right now they manage about five hundred billion in assets. Uh, that ranges everything from. Uh, Hedge funds, private equity, uh, they have individual companies that they form that they retain ownership of or a majority ownership. So it's it's just an amazing company. They will literally invest in anything that they think they can make a return on or anywhere in the world. One other thing that's interesting about the company, and I'll, I'll talk about the insurance here in just a second, um, that it's information, the data that they get. So let's say they have a real estate company in China, and then they have a real estate company in somewhere in Europe, and they're able to gather all this information uh, about you know, interest rates, demand, uh, everything that, that that can funnel through that company, right. and it goes back up to BX, the parent company. Well, they can then decipher that information and say, okay, there's more opportunity over here. We're going to do this deal here. It's it's the flow of information and how quickly they can gather it. So good good investing opportunities you know, begets more opportunities for them. So it's just an amazing company. It's 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 uh, scale. You know they're, they're they're the largest, and so they have all these additional opportunities. But one other area um, is with uh, insurance. So they're planning to build its insurance business, uh, and that's going to be a big part of what they're going to do to get try to get the assets up to a trillion dollars. Um, so right now they manage about fifty billion in fixed annuity and other insurance assets. <clears throat> when you say manage the insurance assets, what they're doing, and this is educational too, when you're from the consumer standpoint, with an annuity, let's say you put $100,000 in an annuity. That goes to the insurance company. That insurance company is promising to pay you something or some kind of guarantee for that 100000 What are they doing with that $100,000? They're investing that money to mm-hmm. earn a higher rate of return than what they're promising to pay right. on, the, on the annuity. So Blackstone, they're able to take this annuity money and invested in a number of different things um, around the world, and that's where they're building this business. But just just think about it from from a consumer standpoint on on an, for an annuity, they're they're earning this higher rate of return with mm-hmm. your money, and they're keeping the difference. The difference. Um, and so well, that's what all insurance companies do anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but. Uh, the way that they came about this is um, pretty impressive. Um, So they invested in what's called a special purpose acquisition company. Um, And so Fidelity Guarantee and Life, uh, FGL Holdings, um, is one of their largest clients. And that's what Blackstone's going to use for this annuity. So this special purpose or SPAC uh, that they invested in in 2017, as part of that deal, Blackstone got the right to manage about $25 billion of their assets. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're able to manage this through part of a, a deal that they cut a couple of years ago. Right. So, again, the, the scope and the size of a company like Blackstone 
um, it's it's amazing what they're able to do. Uh, mm -hmm. I've encouraged a couple of our clients here lately that they enjoy, you know, looking at the companies, you know, kind of going in doing their own research on the companies that are in their portfolio and have been encouraging them, you know, get on Blackstone's website, you know, just look at some of the right. things that they do. Um, it's really an amazing company. Yeah. And another interesting thing, they were set up as a partnership um, mm -hmm. and they announced, uh, what was it, about three weeks ago, somewhere around there, that they're converting to a C-Corp. Yeah, uh, which for for tax reporting that gets the there's uh, gets an annoying K one out of the mix. Yeah. Uh, plus, it it broadens the scope of investors that can invest in Blackstone. Um, so you've had the stock price do really well too. Plus a nice dividend. Yes. Liquidity questions plague exchange traded funds. So th this is something we've been hammering on for. Yeah. Quite a while. Quite a while. Um, so an exchange-traded fund, uh, it trades intraday. It mimics some index of something. could be stocks, uh, high-yield bonds, a number of things. We've taken the position in the past that because the ETF can trade intraday, you, you as the investor, you think, okay, it's liquid. I can get in and get out of it. Mm -hmm. So if you have a, uh, an ETF of high-yield bonds, which are typically less liquid, they don't trade as often. But if you have an ETF that says you can trade it at any time, well, that underlying asset dictates the liquidity. Yeah. Um, you, can't, you can't be more liquid than the underlying asset. Now, Moody's uh, did... Uh, a report, and they were looking at the liquidity of ETFs. Now, what they were looking at was not so much the the underlying asset, which they they acknowledge that, that you can't be more liquid than the underlying asset. They're looking more at the market maker. And there's another one over. Here. I want to discuss real quick what a market maker for an ETF does. Mm -hmm. So, the market maker. They take so let's say you buy, you know, ten thousand dollars of you invest ten thousand dollars into an ETF. So that ten thousand goes to the market maker. That market maker buys this underlying pool of securities. Yeah, delivers it to the e, the fund company, and then the fund company creates these units, which goes back to the market maker and goes back to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the market maker's purpose is to create and redeem these units of ETFs, and they can make an arbitrage. That's their incentive for doing this. Well, right now, they're able to do that. You know, the market's functioning fine. You know, they can, they can make this arbitrage, you know, pennies at a time, but they can make this arbitrage right now. If liquidity dries up, and when liquidity dries up, you have the underlying asset that you have this big spread between what somebody's willing to pay uh, for it and what somebody's willing to sell it for. When that happens, the market maker may step back. Yeah. When, because you have a number of market makers and that's supposed to make it more efficient. When the market maker steps back, now the liquidity is drying up. So you can have the, right. the underlying asset you get a spread there. 
but then the market maker steps back and now you're not yeah. getting any liquidity there either um so it it, it it's this compounding effect of when the market where maker, it could be and it's why we don't invest in etfs right and the uh the moody's i just want to read what moody's said um etfs have experienced rapid expansion in a calm environment but extended bursts of volatility could reveal that etf liquidity mirrors the underlying market liquidity uh liquidity providers of etfs are rewarded through arbitrage but they're also exposed to the market liquidity and operational risks these risks when coupled with a system-wide shock could turn and amplify systemic risk. Uh, this includes unexpected liquidity shortfalls. Um, in the event of liquidity drought in underlying markets, market makers would likely reflect this risk in their own ETF quotes. So that market maker, where they're trying to make the arbitrage, they're going to widen out their spread. Yeah to try to make something in an illiquid market. So you just have this widening spread. Yeah. What that means for the investor, though, is you have something that you see the market's down 1%. You go in and sell it at the market. You might take a 2%, 3% hit mm -hmm. on the price because it's not mim mimicking the actual underlying asset. Right. And that... Let's just try to explain how that um, translates to the average investor. You may be buying something that you think is riskless or is going to perform directly in line with the market when actually it's a basket of securities that could trade in a very strange way and most investors that have managed accounts with brokerage firms have etfs in them right exchange traded funds they're ubiquitous they're everywhere and um people don't understand the real risks involved in these things and and how they could be uh, uh locked up at certain times of of trading that's right the ETFs aren't a new vehicle, but the prevalence of ETFs is a new phenomenon. Yes. I mean, the prevalence has, since the financial crisis is when they've become just, like you said, so ubiquitous in portfolios. Yeah. And so they've not really been tested during times of, you know, extreme upheaval in the market. Right. And what we try to do alternately rather than investing in ETFs is invest in directly in certain stocks and bonds without using another layer like a mutual fund or an annuity or an ETF to get to that stock or bond. We invest in them directly in the portfolio. It's a big difference. We're not paying an extra layer of management fees, although with ETFs it's rather small. But we're not having subjecting ourselves to an extra layer of potential illiquidity either. That's right. And let's say let's say a client needed a redemption of part of their portfolio. They needed to take some cash out for whatever reason. <clears throat> if if the client's portfolio were an ETF, and we go in and sell five percent of it, 
we don't really know what the price we're going to get for it at the market would be. Right. With the individual securities, we can go through and say, okay, it, it, let's say it's during a time you know of extreme volatility in the market, and this client needs to take a certain amount out. Well, we can look at each security and say, okay, this security, the spread's widened out. We're not going to sell that. Hey, we've got bonds. Okay, that's the mm-hmm. first one we're going to sell there. Probably some cash. That's the next one we're going to sell or redeem. If But we can look at each security and not do a blanket average across the board because then you don't really know what you're getting for each of the holdings. That's right. We, we want to know exactly what the price is, where it's trading, and what it is. Yep. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how people are reacting to markets during this particular time when the markets are pretty high. Uh, They get a little complacent. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. So we have things happening. The question is where? China, North Korea, in Venezuela, the border, Russia, it will happen. And when it does, it's happening. It'll happen. It's moving right here. On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Tom Dupree show. You know, Mike, the markets have been expensive here lately, and <clears throat> we don't get a lot of calls sometimes during markets like this. People are sort of complacent. They sit on their hands. They don't uh, take action. And 
these are times when perhaps they should, when things are expensive, uh, you can make changes. Sometimes you're not taking a loss by going from one thing to the other. But if you're planning on making a change, you should do it regardless of whether the market's up or down. Right. Your your risk is higher when something's gone up in price, like the market yeah. has. I mean, you, you, you have more exposure to the market, more than likely, because if it's on autopilot, it hasn't been rebalanced or anything. Right. Um, and you own things that are maybe above average multiples for the market. So you own expensive things in the portfolio. And if we get another bout of volatility, that's where you could really get hit hard. Yes. Um, it's interesting right now um, in terms of cash on the sidelines, um, from a historical standpoint, there's actually a lot of cash still on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And part of that has to do with uh, the volatility uh, last year. You know, a lot of investors, December. They, they panicked, they sold, and, you know, waiting for a better entry point. You know, they were thinking, you know, this thing's going to go down 30%. Right. They sold, and then the speed of the recovery caught them off guard. They, they uh, haven't gotten back in. Right. So you're you're seeing you know roughly on the on the cash side you haven't had this much cash on the sidelines since probably 2010. Um, that actually can bode well for the market because markets like to climb this wall of worry. Yeah. Um, and so what we're able to do is look at somebody's portfolio, see where they're exposed. You know, they might own. Something that's done extremely well mm -hmm. um, could be a growth fund or it could, could be a number of things. But does a d does that mix of investments, does that fit with where you are in your life right now? Um, if you're getting closer to retirement, you probably need to reevaluate how you're invested. Um, right. And that's the, the complacent complacency is very dangerous in yeah. investing because it's it's the human nature is you extrapolate out whatever the most recent event is um well in december everybody's extrapolating out that hey it's going to keep going down we're going to be in this snowball you know recession uh that didn't happen and yeah now people are extrapolating out hey the market's up after this week 15 percent, 14 percent, whatever it is for the year now um they're extrapolating that out well more than likely, that's not going to be the case either. Right. Um, so you have to look and see. It has to fit that your investment portfolio has to fit with what your needs are, where you are in life, and it has to take into account current market conditions. Mm -hmm. um, what is the average? You talk to a lot of investors. Um, what are the average person telling you these days about what they uh, – think about their money and and that kind of thing it uh, actually um saying well i'm not really worried yeah. um you know the the in december you know when the market was you know so volatile um we actually didn't get that many calls mm -hmm. uh, because they knew why we own what we own right um they understand 
that we're investing for income first and foremost. Um, and 2018, you know, most of the companies in the portfolio raised their dividends in 2018. Yeah. Um, uh, but now as, with, with new uh, clients or prospects that are coming in, um, that the, the main thing they've been saying is, hey, you know, here's what I have. It's been on basically autopilot. Right. Um, what do I need to do? Because they haven't had somebody to talk to about it. Yeah. A lot of the time it's a 401k or old retirement plans that have just been sitting Or a there. broker that never calls them. Or a broker that never calls them. That's very common, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but communication. Uh, mm-hmm. that's nothing that we do would, would really matter if it wasn't communicated to the clients. Perf- that's right. Perfectly honest. That's exactly true. Uh, they have to know what's going on and they have to understand why it's happening. Right. Um, so we meet with our clients every six months. Um, and in good markets, some clients you know, say, Hey, it's doing fine, mm-hmm. but we still try to get them in because, yeah. It's not. It's not just to go over and say, "Hey, here's how great everything is. Here's how great we are, and how smart." That's not the deal. It's to to show you, here's exactly what you own. Here's why we own it. Fine tune it if it needs to be fine tuned, and then to look at the income stream. Because mm-hmm. uh, in an up market, down market, um, you know the story doesn't change with us. It's we're always showing here's what it's producing in income. Um, yeah. In an up market, we say, "Hey, you know, market's up. It's great. You know, we'll we'll yeah. take it, um, and we can we can use that too to to for our clients' advantage. You know, if we can sell something that's gone up, we take that, move it into something that's down for a higher yield. But the whole reason we do that is to keep the income stream going up over time. Yeah, because that's what we're investing for is is income primarily. Right. Growth is a secondary thing. And we believe that this is very important for people during retirement. By the way, you can learn more about our firm by looking at at us on Facebook. Take a look at the website. It's www.debrieffinancial.com. We put up educational articles from time to time and interesting information. We've also got some videos that yours truly made that are going to start coming up on the Facebook page, right? Or, Or... and that is correct. Okay. Yeah, good. it should be in the next week or so. Yeah. They were really good, too. Yeah, they're good videos. Pat yourself on the back. I am. <laughs> so, um, we, we are a candid, we're a candid, diligent guide. Yeah. We like to empower our customers to so that they can live an enjoyable life in retirement. There you go. If you like something you've heard today, you can call us at 2 three three zero four hundred eight five nine area code leave a message send us a email at info at depreefinancial.com we appreciate you listening to us hope you have a good weekend it's been the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap